1: Welcome to the opening line. We are here bringing you more picks this week, and I promise you they are going to be good. So check them out. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Enjoy, everyone.
0: What's
1: up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. We are excited to be here. It is a beautiful Tuesday in Los Angeles, California. It's uh we're nearing the middle of the week. And remember, At the end of a hard week, which I'm already at, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sideline with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL or the NCAA, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than by betting on them. So to do this smart thing, you all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie has got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sport book in the world, period. Wits and I are always on this MyBookie app all the time, or it's mybookie.ag. Don't forget, when you're there betting, it is just important who you're betting on as who you're betting with. MyBookie will be your bookie from here on out. You heard it here first Use the promo code Opening Line to get your the first deposited doubled, up to a thousand dollars. Of course, it really is the most reliable place to go. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet there if I wasn't doing it myself. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet the football season, go to my bookie, mybookie.ag. Promo code Opening Wits. It's a mouthful. Having me read a script here in LA, fitting enough since it's the script reading capital of the world. We're happy to have you here. Three minutes into the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on,
2: Roz. I appreciate it. I feel like uh, your intros get longer and longer each week, trying to keep me out of the limelight. But nobody keeps wits down because we're coming at you this week with 10 more picks. Got a couple two-unit picks this week. It's been a little bit of a struggle so far, Roz. I'm not going to lie, but hanging around, down 1.3 units in college. Roz, you actually had a great week. Went 4-1, and so we're going to break down this week, last week, same thing in the NFL. We've got some fantasy football. we got a lot of injury news to talk about in the NFL, Roz. We got I was going to say,
1: let newscaster wits start ripping it off. we got a lot of news surrounding the NFL, and I think there's no better newscaster than my boy over on the other side. Yeah, get me on the teleprompter because
2: we've got league implications. We've got fantasy implications. All you people who had faith in Drew Brees this year, put that on the shelf for now because he is out. Big Ben is out for the year. A lot of stuff going on. Sam Darnold has mono. I, I wonder who he was kissing. I don't know <laughs> if he got the second base, but I hope something good happened in that night, and I hope it was worth it because he's going to be <laughs> at least week five. But, Roz, take us wherever you want to go. we want to do picks first because I've got mine ready to go?
1: We've got a huge slate this week after the snooze fest of a week last weekend. So, Well, since we're going to cover the NFL in a little bit, and we'll get to those news stories, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones, named the starter for the Giants. I thought since we haven't talked a lot about college football other than our picks, I thought we do what we traditionally do when we do college football and talk about the rankings, see where teams were last week. Obviously, Clemson, 57 of the 62 total votes for to be the number one team in the AP poll they had a pretty easy matchup. They covered my spread last week. 41 to 6 they beat Syracuse. I was rolling the big spreads, but Clemson clearly number 1 right now, which is interesting to me because I think Tua is the best player in the country right now and wouldn't have trouble with most teams. I'm not sure why Alabama is only garnering, f- garnering 5 votes in the AP top 25. you vocabulary too much for this show. I know. I, I have a dictionary out in front of me. <clears throat> but uh Let's let's talk about one and two here. Which why is it why is there such a big disparity in votes between one and two? Clearly, the two best teams in the country. Yeah, well, I mean, if I'm looking at Clemson's season
2: so far, I mean they spanked conference. If you want to call them a rival, but a conference opponent, Georgia Tech played a great game. Uh, you know against Texas A&M. I mean that game was 24 to three. You know with three seconds left. I know Texas A&M scored, but that was an absolute beatdown. That Sarah, that Clemson, excuse me, put on the number 12 ranked team in the country and they just demolished a Syracuse team 41-6 to 6, that they definitely have had some struggles with this year. And then, you know, I think these are the clear-cut best two teams in college football. But if I'm looking at Alabama so far, I mean, impressive 42-3 win versus Duke. 62-10 versus New Mexico State. I mean, that's not, not much to say about it. And then South Carolina, 47-23. It was it was a beatdown, but not of epic proportions, and Alabama did not cover that 25 or 26-point spread, whichever one you had. So I think the more impressive team so far is definitely Clemson, and the fact that they started off at number one. I mean, I don't think you could make a great argument right now that Alabama should be ranked ahead of them. So I see why they got a few votes, but I, I'm in agreement. I think one and okay. two are where they need to be.
1: I disagree, but it's okay because me or you are not going to be able to change this. Then we got Georgia at three handling their business last week against Arkansas State. LSU, same way with Northwestern State. Oklahoma, another pick of your boys. Remember, I did go four and one. Which did mention it, but the braggadocious Raj will, Raz. Wow, I just changed my name. Um, will be ready to roll when we start talking picks, because I am the Houdini. I am the hot one as it goes right now. I am seven out of my last ten. I have hit Oklahoma, though putting the work on UCLA. Remember, they are a part of the WAC 12, which they will be forever mentioned as on this show. Ohio State. Wits, congrats. You you and Kirk Herbstreet called it. Ohio State was not gonna mess around here. Justin Fields took it to Indiana on the road. They covered your point spread. So the top six looking super safe. Notre Dame handled their business against New Mexico. Auburn and state they handled. Florida, Kentucky. This one interesting because me and you were texting a little bit about this one. Kentucky missing. A field goal to take the lead at the end of the game. Florida scoring kind of a merciful, I'm not going to get that. They scored an unnecessary touchdown at the end of the game to win 29-21, but they lose Felipe Frank for the rest of the season. So Florida, who's the nine, I could see slowly falling away, especially as they have Tennessee, a very angry SEC team up next. What do you think about this game?
2: I thought it was a great game, Roz. I mean, I think looking at you know rivalry matchups, Kentucky beat Florida for the first time last year in a really, really long time. So um, I thought this was a great matchup, and 19 fourth-quarter points from Florida sealed the deal in this one. Um, but you talked about the big news was Felipe Franks going down with a pretty severe dislocated ankle. So looking at you know the prospects the rest of the year. I actually think, Roz, that this is going to fare better off for this Florida team. Kyle Trask is going to start in Felipe Franks' place. Um, Emery Jones might take a few snaps at quarterback, but Kyle Trask got in there and looked like he could sling the ball around a little bit, which is something that Florida has been missing for a very long time. I think Felipe Franks was, a, was an okay quarterback. I think he was a decent game manager. But in college football, I mean, you're not going to get past teams like Clemson and Alabama and Georgia with an offense like Florida's right now. So I think they actually are trending upwards right now, Roz. I think Kyle Trask is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, They've got some big games left on the schedule against Auburn, at LSU, against Georgia. So we'll see how the kid fares, but he's got
1: an easy matchup, I think, against Tennessee this week. I was going to say, honorable mention, I might actually take Tennessee plus 14. They're not one of my picks for this week, but just wanted to make them an honorable mention.
2: That's fair enough. And then uh, Florida also gets Towson the next week. So I think two pretty pretty good building blocks to get to that Auburn game, but we can't look ahead. Teams do that all the time. So Redshirt red shirt Junior, Kyle Trask, I liked what I saw from him, especially coming into a, a hotly contested game like that. So I think Florida is going to be fine, and I think they're going to play well, and I'm excited for that Auburn game coming up. So I'm I'm hot on Florida right
1: now. Interesting because I'm the opposite I am super cold and this team. I could see struggling the rest of the way might not even get a bowl game Let's just put that out there a little wild card pick by oh, rise oh. Three three and star,
2: three no star kind of saves that I mean they only have to win three more games let
1: ah, will uh, see if they can win three more games tough SEC he, division
2: But rise while you went four and one I sweated out a three and two week this week uh, Army we both had them. Covered the last minute of the game. Super exciting. I was watching on my phone and the question was, was the clock going to run out before they got into the end zone? It didn't happen. Army covered the spread. Very exciting. And Oklahoma State with a dramatic cover at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. So by the end of dinner, I was spent. I didn't even go out on Saturday night because I was so tired from watching these games. Um, And Georgia State, Texas Tech, we'll just forget about those. They were pretty bad. End the week and, and a three and two note while you went four and one. You are hot, you were the hot man right now of 1.1 units on the season. I am down 1.3, but all can change this week, Roz. Like I said before, I've got a couple two unit plays. We've got a lot of big matchups this week, so I'll, I'll let you start us off. I was gonna
1: say, I'm gonna avoid the, the two units for the first time. I am not ballsier than wits on this show. Just want to wrap it up. You taught top 10. A whole top 10 went undefeated this week. USC, Michigan State, Maryland all taking embarrassing losses. Michigan State we might allude to a little bit later because of an honorable mention, but that was an embarrassing loss to Arizona State. But yeah, it's time to rattle some picks and wits. We've been riding or dying with our new mascot of the show, the Golden Knights. They might not even be golden in UCF, but they are a knight nonetheless, and I'm going to take UCF minus twelve. I think this is going to be a tough one. Pitt did put up a good fight against Penn State last week. But I am all for UCF coming in, taking, yeah, taking care of their business. I am stuttering so much tonight. I have no idea what's going on. Let me just be open and honest off. about this. I've had a little trouble getting my words out. I think you're, you're rubbing off on me. I don't like it. So I, I, Last week, you were the one who couldn't say the NFL. That's three letters. Right now, I just can't say anything. But anyways, UCF minus 12 over Pittsburgh on the road. I've been hot with these guys, and I'm going to keep riding. That is my first pick and first win of the week. Wits, you are up, my friend.
2: All right, Roz. First two-unit play. I know that they're on your board as well, but I am super confident in the Wisconsin Badgers this week. Minus 3.5, taking on the Michigan Wolverines. These are two teams who I have notoriously do not like to bet on because they've let me down so many times in the past. So I'm going to get off the Michigan bandwagon, which I've been on for a long time and they burn me week after week. Give me the Badgers minus three and a half. Michigan has looked horrible on offense so far. They can't hold on to the football. They have a quarterback in Shea Patterson who has been nothing more than average so far. And they're going to have to compete with a Wisconsin defense that has not allowed a single point all season. Jonathan Taylor is going to have an enormous day for the Badgers. Wisconsin's point differential through two games Plus 110 so far. The Badgers are coming off a bye. A scenario in which they've covered 10 out of the last 13 matchups. They are riding a 5-0 and against the spread wave overall. The public is blindly backing the Wolverines right now because they have no idea the beatdown that the Badgers are about to lay on Harbaugh and Michigan. Give me Wisconsin. Give me two units. We're going to selly all Saturday night long because the Wolverines don't have a shot here. Anything else you would like to add on that game cuz I think I just I think I just covered it all. I, I got to
1: tell you you were pretty convincing cuz this is a game. I only have one unit and if I could go less I would because like you said there's two elements. First off, both teams are coming off of a bye. Second thing is we forget how much more dominant Michigan and Ohio state side of the conference is than Wisconsin's. We have seen year in and year out Wisconsin get their opportunity. Nebraska get the opportunity. Iowa get the opportunity to go in and play these teams in the Big Ten championship, and they get slaughtered. I mean, I remember being on a bus headed to a date party in, for my fraternity, and being who I was, I was throwing money around. I was like, "Hey, give me ten points. Wisconsin's going to cover those against Ohio State." They ended up losing the Big Ten championship, fifty to nothing. So I always get worried, but you did, you put enough oomph in there. You gave enough judge bangs on your desk over there. There was this love for Wisconsin, and I I truly think this defense is next level. It's good enough to compete with Ohio State and Michigan. The offense is always, is always something that worries me. They got a quarterback a little bit he can throw the ball. He's not incompetent like the quarterbacks we've seen year in and year out at Wisconsin. And like you said, they have Jonathan Taylor, who arguably is going to be the best player on the field all day long. Huh. I'm going Wisconsin minus 3.5, but I can see this going tragically wrong. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with that. I'm going to go Wisconsin minus 3.5 with one unit. wits. You love this team, and I clearly hate them, and I should have gotten that first win week one with Oregon, but remember, they're part of the WAC 12, so it makes sense that they lost. I, on their hand, will be going with Texas A&M minus 3.5 at home, one of the toughest places to go play at College Station. Auburn going in. Yes, they're in the top 10, but I think they're going to meet their match. Texas A&M minus 3.5. That is my third pick of the week, and I think it's going to be the first time or second time that I – that I stick it to wits here on the opening line this year.
2: Uh, I don't think so. I think the Tigers are going to prove me two and zero against you. Um, this is going to be a defensive slugfest, Roz. You've got two very talented front seven scoring off in this matchup. Um, Aggies quarterback Kellen Mann, was horrible in week two against the Clemson defense, that I think compares pretty favorably to Auburn's. And you look at Auburn's side of the ball. One thing that worries me a little bit is Bo Nix only completing a little over 50% of his passes this season. So I think both defenses are going to slow down the run. They're going to put the onus on these two quarterbacks to move the chains. But I think Bo Nix coming into that first game of the year playing at Cowboy Stadium, I mean, that was about as pressure packed as you can get against a very good Oregon team. So I like Auburn in this game to win straight up, but I will take the three and a half points. Um, Texas A&M is a good football team, but I do worry about the success that Mon will have under center against a very, very strong Auburn defense. So I'll take the points here for a unit, Auburn plus 3.5. And And then next game, this is a game that we're we're both on the same team again. We've got Georgia minus 14 against Notre Dame. Roz, two touchdown spread. This is a lot. Two playoff teams um, that should have been for Georgia last year. They were left out in favor of Notre Dame. Notre Dame got spanked. Why are the Bulldogs going to cover this 14-point spread? I need to hear it from you.
1: Well, we both agree that Notre Dame should never be allowed in the uh, postseason for the NCAA. But that's a conversation for another day. Here's what I think. I think, yes, did they look good last week? Absolutely, Notre Dame. But that's playing a very insignificant NCAA team. Now Ian Book has to go in there, play against Georgia. This one not at home for them. This will be Georgia territory here, and I think Georgia's defense is way superior compared to that of, one, Notre Dame's defense, but also the offensive line to Notre Dame. I think this is going to start as a defensive slugfest, and I think it'll be on Jake Fromm's arm to at least extend the spread, help us cover at the end of the day. I think they're going to be way too much and way too fast for this Notre Dame team. And Ian Book's going to be looking like a fraud at the end of this. Notre Dame, to me, this is their best shot at proving they can compete with the top teams in the NCAA and why they would potentially deserve a spot in the playoffs. I think Georgia has it. They're so much faster on the offensive and defensive line. They're going to muscle this up and they're going to cover. It's going to be tough. I think 14 was a lot. I liked seeing it at 12 and a half when it opened. Um, Even at 13 and a half. I just I hate the the potential to push is never fun for us Um, So yeah, I'm gonna go Georgia here minus 14 I think they're just a way better team and I never show a whole lot of love for the fighting Irish
2: Yeah, I mean it's hard to show love for that team after you know the disasters that they've been the last couple playoffs they've been in but we'll see Um, I do agree with you. I think this game is going to start a little slow. But my one worry for a team like Notre Dame, I mean, Georgia could go out there and second quarter just put up three touchdowns, I think three or four touchdowns in a quarter, and it could be all over for Ian Book and the Fighting Irish. So two touchdowns, it's a lot of points, especially in a big-time matchup like this. But this game could get out of hand very quickly. Um, And if if Notre Dame wins, it's going to be in a close game. I promise you that. And Georgia, I could see them just absolutely rattling off a bunch of points in this one. So I like the Bulldogs, minus 14. Fourth and fifth picks, I'm going to give you my second two-unit play. This is my third one of the year. It's a Wits special coming off a huge loss to Arizona State. Michigan State is reeling, and they will not cover the 9.5-point spread versus the Northwestern Wildcats. I love Northwestern in this game. Plus 9.5 points. Big conference matchup. Michigan State stinks. Pat Riley is going to get this team into gear. I think they're going to win this game straight up 15-14, to 14, but I will take my 9.5 points. Mark it down. Northwestern covers this game easily. Michigan State is a bunch of frauds over there. Proved that last week. Northwestern, tough-fought matchup first week versus Stanford, 17-7. Beat UNLV handedly last week, 30-14. to 14. They're going to do the same thing to Michigan State this week. Give me the 9.5.
1: I just think they're, I don't know how much of a fraud this MSU team is. Their offense, clearly. But the defense is really strong over there. That'll be interesting. I love Northwestern plus 9.5. I'm not on that with you, but I'll probably slip that to the bookie um, underneath the table. But Michigan State's offense is Absolutely atrocious, so I'm that I'm with you on this one. Honorable mention from me, but I did not put that as one of my picks. Wits, you're actually going against me on another one of my honorable mentions, but I'll let you rip it.
2: <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a first for either the opening line or the sporting edge. Wits, I am taking the Fighting Illini, plus 13 this week. Oof. Very tough loss against Eastern Michigan last week. Just definitely not what you want to see from a team in the Big Ten losing to wasn't even Central or Western Michigan, but Eastern Michigan. But this week, Illinois, they're going to get it done, plus the 13 points. I really like them in this matchup. And, you know, they did start off the season 2-0, so it looked like Illinois was going to make a move here in the Big Ten possibly. Didn't work out, but Nebraska traveling there. Nebraska had a horrible effort against Colorado. They blew that game. Um, They find themselves the victory last week. They're 2-1. But 13 points, is too much in this one. Nebraska, I think, plays down to the competition a little bit too much the past few years. So I like Illinois, plus 13. First time ever on the show. It could be the first and last, rod, depending on how they play. But I'm confident that they'll cover this almost two-touchdown spread.
1: Trust me, I know about first and last, the Bears being one of them after last week. But under under the table, I'm slipping some coin for uh, Nebraska minus 13. But my final pick for you guys, because I've been killing it, On these picks, I'm giving you a big spread. You're going to have to trust your boy, on. Again, seven of the last ten I've gotten right. Give me LSU, minus 24, on the road against Vanderbilt. Similar to the bet I took week one, Georgia on the road against Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt's having a lot of fun hosting these big teams, but God, they're getting buried, and they're going to get buried again. In this game, LSU minus 24, I believe they're going to win this game by more than 30, so that's a comfortable win for you guys. Again, I'm all one units this week. Uh, I know I was all one units last week. It's been some some tough spreads, but uh, your boy will get back on the horse. I know Wits is trying to play a little bit of catch-up, so I'm honoring his two-unit plays, but any, any honorable mentions for you? Any last college football thoughts you have before we head into the NFL? Uh, not really. I'm I'm interested to see how USC fares against
2: Utah this week. I think that's a tough matchup for the Utes. Um, even though USC, they definitely disappointed last week. It's going to be a tough spot and a big chance for Utah to continue to vault themselves closer to the top five and a playoff appearance. Possibly they're still undefeated, but yeah, I think Roz. Two biggest games, Auburn, Texas A&M, Michigan, Wisconsin, and then you've got, obviously, the big cookie, Notre Dame, Georgia. One other game I'm looking at, I think it should be a good matchup, is Oklahoma State traveling to Texas. I think Texas has a lot to prove after losing to LSU in a very tough matchup. So Oklahoma State, big cover last week for Wits. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that game, and that's uh, that's a wrap on college
1: football so far. Right, let's get into the NFL before we go over what happened last week to us, which wasn't a great week for either of us. And before we do our picks, let's talk a little bit about the news. We've got Ben Roethlisberger out for the year. A lot of people really jumping off this bandwagon, but they did just trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, so this team still believes they can compete this year, which I love. Again, they drafted this guy to replace Ben Roethlisberger, so it's not a time to wrap it up. It's not a time for James Conner and Juju Smith owners to start selling. I think these guys are still going to perform. Vance McDonald looked absolutely awesome with Mason Rudolph at the helm, and I know Witts was reeling about that a little bit since he was an honorable cut from the uh, wits crab shack his fantasy team and then we've got drew Brees, who isn't expected back till week 10 odd uh, that one other okay so ben roethlisberger in our last decade wits we see injured pretty often the walking boot was made famous he's missed some games but drew breeze after leaving san diego where i know he was hurt there has not been hurt and honestly he's been super healthy and super consistent at playing each and every game each year this is weird no Breeze in New Orleans, it's, it's a little bit of a shock for me.
2: Yeah, it's definitely shocking. Drew Breeze has been basically the model of consistent, consistency when it comes to being an NFL quarterback. I mean, you think of guys like Brady, Breeze. Brady had that freak, torn ACL one year. But him and Breeze, when you think about like star quarterbacks who are always on the field, like those are the first two guys that pop into my mind. So seeing Drew Breeze on the sideline, like, trying to think himself back into the game but not being able to do it Did you was, see him
1: try to pick up the football that was even sadder
2: it, it it was really hard to watch because it was it's one of those injuries like there's really not much you can do if you can't grip the ball and you're you have a torn ligament in your thumb like you know even if your whole body's feeling it like you need to throw the ball if you're a quarterback so that was really tough to see um especially for a Saints team that I thought could have made another big push in the postseason this year and the refs are we still have it out for the Saints. I don't know what it is, but something's got to give in New Orleans. So you know what? They're passing the they're passing the reins along to Teddy Bridgewater, which out of all the backup quarterbacks in the league, you know, if I'm a Saints fan, I'm not totally lost on the season. I think Teddy Bridgewater five years ago was a guy who we thought was the next up-and-coming quarterback with the Minnesota Vikings. So Teddy Bridgewater has a lot of weapons. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Trey Smith, Ted Ginn. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of places to feed the ball in New Orleans, so hopefully their defense can stay sharp, and they can play well until until Drew Brees gets back. So, Rod, I don't think the season is lost for the Saints yet because that division is extremely weak. In my right.
1: Opinion. That was, and I've been taking a lot of Stephen A. quotes recently. Maybe that's because I'm up at the end of Get Up and up at the beginning of First Take here on the West Coast. But he's right. The division's horrible. So. Basically, all they need to do is save 500 till week nine because week nine they have a bye. So, basically, first half of the season, yes, they're going to be without Breeze the rest of the way. Get to four and four before week 10, and then it's Breeze again. Let him cruise control. And this is a guy who's going to win games when he gets back. The other part, the Teddy Bridgewater part, is he's been in this system now. Two or three years he's been with the Saints. He is a reliable backup, and most teams don't have a backup like this. So this will be really interesting. I think it was a little bit rough him coming into that situation last week in LA. Such a big matchup. I think a full week of starting repetition will help him. And uh, I, I'm not fearful for fearful for this Saints team. I think they really do have a good opportunity moving forward. Again, just stay 500. The Buccaneers are horrible, the Falcons are questionable, and the Panthers, uh, is it time to sit Cam Newton? That's another great question, but they look atrocious as well. Last quarterback thing, and it's sad because I think we need to honor Eli Manning, the player, and I think he's going out in some rough terms. Yes, Brett Favre had the 100 retirements, but ultimately went out on his terms. Yes, we've seen other quarterbacks shift teams or retire earlier than they probably should have Eli, on the other hand, getting benched week three in the middle of the NFL season for Daniel Jones. Is this the end for Eli Manning? And how embarrassing of a way out is this for a two time Super Bowl MVP and two time Super Bowl champion?
2: Roz, this is a tough one because, when, you know, when I think of Eli Manning, I think the first thing I think about is the two Super Bowls. But, you know, if you look at his career as a whole, I mean, he'll end it, if he doesn't play another game, he'll end it as a 500 quarterback in the regular season. Um, So, you know, he's had a lot of ups and downs, but I think, you know, has definitely put the stats together and has been another, like his brother was for a long time, just a model of health and consistency when it comes to games played. And his streak got snapped, uh, not on his own accord, last year, and that was disappointing. But Eli Manning, you know, when I think of his career, thinking about what happened with the Giants franchise since he has been a part of it. I think you would take that ten times out of ten, Roz. I mean, winning two Super Bowls the way that they did. And the writing I think has definitely been on the wall. I think even last year, Eli Manning has looked he's always been slow, but he looks like he's, you know, one sack one Aaron Donald sack away from being in a wheelchair. So, you know, the Giants, I think they were going to stick with him this year. Were they a little bit competitive? But you look at their first two games, Roz, and they really weren't. I mean, 35-17, blown out against the Cowboys, 28-14, and a pretty horrible matchup against the Bills. So, you know, it, as crappy as this is for Eli, I think it needs to be done, Roz. I mean, I don't think there's any reason for this Giants team to continue to bring him out there when it just doesn't seem like he's not only not the long-term, but not the short-term answer either. So as crappy as it is, I think it needs to be done.
1: Right. Ugly exit, but uh, I agree. Saquon Barkley, running backs, you only get such a short period of time with them at their prime and at their peak. Uh, So we'll see. Daniel Jones looked pretty good in the preseason, and I think they're going to need a big-time wide receiver. I know they get Golden Tate back in two weeks, so we'll see if he's able to make any impact. They do have Evan Ingram, who I think is a big-time player and can be a prime-time player, but we shall see. Which, last week, really not good for the both of us. It looks like I went th- 2 and 3 and I think you yeah you went 1 and 4. We are not helping. I don't even know what my units are at. I'm at oh, I'm only at negative 0.5. So I'm not the worst. I get I did have a good first week, I guess. But anyways, we both took the Pan- Panthers on uh, Thursday night football and they looked horrible. They lose to Jameis Winston who also looked horrible, but Cam Newton really just a shell of who he used to be, and that could be a product of taking too many hits over his career. So We'll have to see if he can come out in week three and show that these were two fluke instances and they he can still play in this league. Other than that, I think they are done. I lost the Bears. Roz, you mentioned Cam Newton. I mean, there's there's a possibility that he might
2: not even play this week. I mean, he's receiving around-the-clock treatment. Um, Coach Rivera just recently said that Cam Newton, he's uncertain right now for the Cardinals. So, I mean, Cam Newton, that was a, was a horrendous game. You know, not only because I bet on the Panthers, but just the most empty 300-yard passing game that you'll ever see. Well, I would say
1: it goes from bad to horrendous when you do bet on the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it was just bad. And Cam Newton, I mean, he's still hurt, I guess. That might be the reason that he's not performing well. But I think Cam Newton is another quarterback on the decline. If that hasn't already been obvious. He just doesn't seem like the same guy who came into the league and was rushing for all those touchdowns, throwing his body around. I think maybe maybe those hits are starting to catch up to him because he just seems like a guy who hasn't been able to get right for a couple of years now. And this Panthers team is, you know, without a good quarterback, like a lot of teams, is not very good. So where they go from here, I don't know. But I think we are closer to the end of the Cam Newton era in Carolina than we are to the beginning.
1: Completely yes. agree.
2: Yeah, and
1: disappointing.
2: Very uh, disappointing. Well, yeah. I forgot what game we were talking about. What was well, the next?
1: Well, I was going to say I, I bet on the Bears, which I will never do again and should never have done in the first place. And not only do I think they should have lost that game, which would have made this betting loss better for me, but they, they snuck away with a late timeout with potentially one second left on the clock. Nah, boo And so I still lose because they do not cover the two and a half as they only won by two. You lost the Giants as the Bills came into town and took them to task. Maybe Josh Allen is as good as as it looks like. And uh, we'll see if he can continue those ways. You lost Philly because Atlanta loves to screw both of us over regardless if we pick or pick against them. Philly is an interesting one that we should get into a little bit later in the show. The Cowboys I took and won. a little bit nervous to start. We both ripped the Chargers, or nope, I'm the only one who ripped the Chargers, and Phillip, the man losing rivers, loves to lose games at the end of them, threw an interception on one of the ugliest drives ever, one that could have easily tied it up and moved on and gone to overtime for a chance to win. The only excitement that we both got is you took the biggest bet in a long time, with the Patriots minus 19, and they did cover in tremendous fashion and i beat your ass packers minus three i told you i hate betting on the packers because it creates such a conflict of interest but we beat the vikings and the packers are 2-0 and and uh, so, oh we got a little cbs i'm assuming was that who's chiming in there espn espn sneaking in if you guys are new to the show and didn't listen to our old sporting edge it's uh we we do select sponsors but ESPN and CBS sometimes try to sneak their way in, get a little ad in there. So, they were poking their head out there. But wits uh, appease me. Tell me how good how great I am. Packers 2 and 0, Roz 2 and 0 in fantasy. Is life any better than when Roz is at the top of the mountain looking down on all the fantasy peasants below him, as well as the Packers sitting 2 and 0, number 2 on the CBS power rankings? Tell me, what's better than that?
2: <laughs> oh, man, I could think of a lot of things right now. But, uh, Roz, this game was disgusting on my end because Kirk Cousins, you know, they got—they were down 21 nothing, and believe it or not, had every opportunity to not only cover but win that game for about a quarter and a half. And Kirk Cousins did what he's been doing, I think, since he started playing football in the NFL, uh, threw a couple big key interceptions, and not only... Did the Vikings lose, but they don't cover either? They lost by five. Raz, let's let's take a step back for a second here because your Packers came out and scored three touchdowns on the first three drives. Didn't score a touchdown the rest of the game. Aaron Rodgers is fantasy QB number twenty-two through two weeks. Any worries on your end about this Packers offense and, you know, the way that they're able to close games? Because I've I definitely got some. Some uncertainty about the Packers right now, even though they're two and zero. There's a couple things that kind of disturb me. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to have all the answers when it comes
1: down to it. I'm going to keep saying it for the first four weeks. It's the preseason. ESPN is back, sneaking in again. Wits. Put am on mute. Wow. Everybody wants a piece of the opening line. They do, but they have to wait while I talk about my Packers, the most important thing to me in the world. Twenty-one, nothing three opening drives the first three drives here's what's encouraging that opening drive started with a 39 yard pass to Devontae adams and it didn't slow down from there went up 7-0 the quintessential piece to packer success is scoring on the opening drive and when we go back to their glory years their super bowl years their offense was dominant to start the game now there were adjustments made by the vikings and we were halted after we scored 21 points which most teams in the league didn't do this week so we're already ahead of the curve in terms of scoring we just need to do it at a more consistent rate and probably throughout the entire duration of the game so our defense continues to make big plays and kirk might be throwing the interceptions but kevin king is the one who had to go up there and get that ball and that ball that he threw to stefan diggs for a touchdown arguably should have been an interception for jair alexander who said he lost the ball in the sun we're playing great defense. The defense looks so good that I am okay with the way our offense is playing for the next couple of weeks. But once we get in that groove, there's nothing that's going to stop us. I mean, we saw Geronimo Allison go up and make a play in the end zone. We saw MVS start getting the ball out of the slot. This team is going to be so dynamic offensively. And we didn't even talk about your fantasy star of last week, Aaron Jones, who ran for over 100 yards this week But the most carries he's had in his career. The guy also scored a touchdown. The Packers offense is going to be so dynamic that the only team that is going to give us a little bit of fits is the Patriots, and I still think we're going to take them down in the Super Bowl. So I'm okay with the Packers opening slow offensively. Our defense has started fast and is only going to get better on both sides of the balls both sides of the ball as we move forward. Go pack go. I just want to bang on the drum all day. Thank you.
2: We'll see, but uh, I'm still interested in our, our little wager on the Aaron Rodgers fantasy top 10 prediction by the end of the year. Packers are 2-0, but he is not even in the top 20 fantasy quarterbacks right now. But we will have another week to discuss. But now we move on to week three, Roz. Football season already more than 10% in the way done. It goes way too fast. But we've got five picks coming for you. And Wits has another two-unit play he is feeling frisky so let's start off right away with my two-unit play of the week in the NFL give me the Baltimore Ravens plus six and a half going to Kansas City Patrick Mahomes had probably what was the best quarter ever in the second quarter against the Oakland Raiders threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns it was Just an absolute mind-boggling display of how good Patrick Mahomes is. And if you haven't seen him play at all, you need to do it because he's an absolute mammoth on the field. But I love Baltimore, what they're doing this year. Lamar Jackson is playing great football. This is a very big win against the Cardinals last week. I know they didn't cover the spread, but I love what John Harbaugh and the Ravens are doing right now over there in Baltimore. And I think they might just win this game straight up this week. I like them on the road. It's going to be a solid dogfight. Baltimore's defense is going to be the X factor. And I think they keep it within six and a half. So that's my two-unit play. You better get
1: to the line. Right. The moving. The line's always moving here in the opening line. Uh, I've got a two-unit play, but I'm going to save it for a minute. Because I want to bring back the Atlanta Falcons, who won a very big game last week at home against the Eagles, who many thought could be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Falcons saying gonna dome headed to Lucas Oil Stadium to play the Colts. They are plus one and a half as we speak. That's a send it. Send it instantly. You heard me say it. Pick the Falcons, plus one and a half. I've got a lot of love for Jacoby Brissett, but we saw how they played against the Titans last week. I think there's a lot of hoopla around the Titans. I don't think they're as good as they are. I don't think the Browns are as good as they're supposed to be. I think there's just a bunch of hoopla in that area of the AFC. The NFC is the more dominant conference the Falcons go in there, handle business. This offense really starting to click. I mean, Ridley, the guy you gave away in a trade, I think is looking fantastic. Julio Jones, put the team on your back. Carried them after a wide receiver screen, went 54 yards to the house to beat the Eagles last week on Sunday night. Give me the Falcons. I'm sending it. Also, I'm going to send it with my second pick. My second pick, second pick is also not going to be two units, but it's a game I really like, and I feel will convince you guys that I'm more like Xander this week than I am myself. If you're listening, this is Roz speaking. Just remember this. But I got a lot of witsy and picks over here. I'm taking the Giants plus six and a half here. Daniel Jones getting his first start. He looked very calm, confident, and collected. And oh yeah, they're playing Jameis Winston, whose new name is Jameis Luston because that guy hasn't won anything important in the last decade, or at least since he's been in the NFL I'm taking the Giants down in Tampa where the weather will be warm. Maybe a storm. It is Florida, so tropical weather happens there. But I'm taking the Giants. Daniel Jones, not only is going to cover the plus 6.5, he's going to win his first NFL game against Jameis Lewiston. And honestly, it's going to look glorious. Saquon Barkley going to go for arguably 188 yards total through the air, on the ground. And it's going to be a very magnis- magnificent game for Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Wow, a lot of faith. I'm
2: surprised the Giants weren't on my card this week, but I had to lay off. Uh, it's been too much, too much disappointment by the New York football Giants. Uh, Roz, my next pick, I'm going to take the Lions plus 6.5. I didn't see any 7-point lines. really disappointed me when I've taken uh, the underdog, but I think the Lions played some great football, some great in-the-trenches football against the Chargers last week. Big win at home. They are traveling to Philadelphia a team that I think is going to be without Deshaun Jackson and injured Alshon Jeffrey, And Matt Stafford, this Detroit Lions team is the team that I'm looking for in the NFC North right now. I mean, I think they're a team that nobody's talking about that might have just figured it out. They've played two pretty solid football games so far besides their meltdown in the fourth quarter against Arizona. I love the Lions, plus six and a half here. And I also am going to take the team they played in week one, which I just mentioned, the Arizona Cardinals plus 2.5 at home versus the lowly Carolina Panthers. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray are going to seek out their first victory this week, 3.05 Central. Don't miss it. It's going to be fun to watch. The Panthers are going towards purgatory. Ron Rivera will be fired midseason. Give me the victory for the Cardinals here.
1: Yeah, and again, I promise you're listening to Roz speak right now because I'm giving it another witsy pick right here. But this is Roz, I promise your favorite host here on the opening line. Another pick, I'm going to the well. I'm going to Wits as well. I'm going to his favorite quarterback of all time. I've seen the fat head and the posters in his room, so I can confirm that this quarterback is his favorite of all time. I'm taking Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals on the road, which is tough, in Buffalo, plus six. I think they're not getting a whole lot of love. This team, again, without A.J. Green, I understand, but they have Joe Mixon, John Ross becoming a freak, Tyler Boyd, another great option, and the defense is what it is. Could be so-so, could be horrible. I know they got absolutely stomped on by the San Francisco 49ers, which I'm going to comment on here in a short while, but Bengals against Josh Allen, a guy I'm not sold on yet, gave me Bengals plus six. Sneaky game. People are hot hot on the bills after their win last week, but watch out for the Bengals. Might actually take this outright.
2: Wow, big stuff. And then, uh, Roz, so we end the slate. Together. Together. Are holding
1: hands? We are Did holding. we just become best friends? Ah, uh, don't even
2: say that to me. Ah, uh, A little, little synopsis, because I know what like, Why uh, can't we be
1: friends? Why can't we be friends? Sports show
2: or freaking sing-along over here?
1: Dude, uh, after seeing the Masked Singer, we could have our own singing show. All right. Moving on, we've got the Steelers plus six and a half. I liked what
2: I saw out of Mason Rudolph. I think he's going to be a solid backup for the Steelers team. That still has a chance, still has a chance to make the playoffs. I'm not very impressed with anybody in the AFC North besides the Baltimore Ravens. So that wild card spot, in my opinion, is still open. Steelers can make it happen, and it's got to start this week as a road dog against the 49ers. So I like Pittsburgh plus six and a half. I know you do too, and our last pick of the week, was a pick that I had in week one. The Rams, minus three. Roz, your two unit play. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah, well, real quickly, before the two units. Steelers haven't one unit. I think this is really merely I think Mason Randolph or Rudolph, however you want to put it, isn't as bad as people think. And again, he's supposed to replace that Ben Roethlisberger character in Pittsburgh. And I think, like I said, San Francisco 49ers are not as good as everyone thinks. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is very susceptible to messing up. And this is going to be a game that's going to write the ship for the Steelers, who are going to not fall the 0-3, which is going to be very important for the long term of their team. Now, like you said, two units on the rim. Yes, they are on the road. Yes, still being in Cleveland. Yes, I have the hiccups for some reason. But... The Rams, minus three. I think this is going to be an easy cover. You saw how they handled New Orleans, and that was even before Drew Brees went out. This Rams team has so many weapons. I think they're going to be way too much when they go into Cleveland. I think this game is going to be in the likes of 30-8, to maybe. I think Todd Gurley, you're going to see get a little more play. Obviously, they're going to keep this uh, rotation they have going in the backfield. But Todd Gurley, to me, I think is going to have a breakout game. In fantasy, I think he's going to really show that he is the feature back here in L.A. And Jared Goff looking consistent and calm. I think he's going to take it to Baker, who has been struggling a little bit. Let's keep in mind, they beat the Jets this week, and the Jets run a third-string quarterback. So not not that impressive. So the Browns, who had all this hype, I think they're going to have to take a seat because they've got the Rams coming to Cleveland, and I think they're knocking down the door when they get to Cleveland. It's going to be an easy win, wits.
2: Yeah, dude, I, I'm i still thinking the same thing about the Browns that I thought before the season. I don't think they're that good. Um, you know, playing against the Jets with the second and third string quarterback, I mean, whatever. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a big test, and I think the Rams uh, are going to give them a little taste of what a good football team looks like. So I, I love the play. Um, very happy you put two units on it. I've got my one two-unit play. I don't want to get too frisky across the board,
1: trying to get Three, that- two unit plays so though for you this weekend. So very excited. Yeah, very excited for it. But uh yeah, a lot of football, a lot of the injury bug is, it's
2: it's flu season in the NFL. So hopefully your guys stay healthy Um because yeah, it's, it's been an epidemic so far. So we're hoping that we don't have any more big injury news because uh, a lot of these teams, their seasons are shifting with each player that goes down. So let's get a healthy week. Let's get a week full of wins and bring some money back into your pockets because everybody knows we need a little bit more of it.
1: I agree with any non-sports news any anything you're walking off with take the bat, hit a home run like you did in family day. Uh, what any closing thoughts here to this week's episode of the opening line. Um, closing thoughts uh, we get uh, Alzheimer's
2: walk coming up. you want to join the squad we're walking at Independence Grove October 5th. Should be a fun filled Saturday. Um, a lot of people out there affected by Alzheimer's, dementia, um, those types of diseases. So, you know, keep your loved ones close to your heart, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go out there and do some good. And uh, that's my parting thought for the week.
1: Luckily, I'm able to walk, so if I were there, I would walk with you, but the ankle's still a little sore. Um, but definitely go out and sponsor, put some money on that. I mean, it's always good to help others, especially those who are struggling with illnesses, wits. It has been another fun one. I got off work early today. I'm pretty peppy. My mouth is moving so fast that most of the words I said during this episode, you probably won't understand. Dash didn't come out correctly, but another fun episode with you, kid. I've got Rube, who you're facing this week, last year's championship matchup. He'll be out here this weekend, so we'll see whose side I'm taking in our text group, and maybe I'll share our text group a little bit to, the, to this forwarding line, the opening line. I just combined our two shows. I'll send it to the fans. Let them see and let them vote on who they think should win. Um, But that's all the time we have this week, everybody. This has been The Opening Live with our hosts, Wits and Roz. We will be back, of course, better than ever next time because we love to keep the line moving. Enjoy your week and your fantasy matchups this weekend. Bye-bye.
0: What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto Things ain't out all I know You're moving by the bolo, it's the way-o. When you're moving by the bolo, it's the play break, 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 down Ooh. What's your motto? Everyone want that lado. You forgot all I know You're movin' by the bolo, it's the way-o. When you're moving by the bolo Break, break, break down Get a, get a move in it Feel the bass line with the groove in it Shit, the buzz ain't losing it I'm an next thing, I'm proving it Talk about how I'm full of it Bro, but i still be boulder rich I Wanna know how I'm doing this Listen, man, I'm moving by the bolo Damn You're moving by the bolo When you moving When you moving, man We ain't gonna lose it Watch how I move it we ain't gon' lose it. Watch how I move, I move, I just can't help myself. Hey, hey, hey. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. Things ain't idle. I know. You're moving by the bolo, it's Joel. When you're moving by the bolo, oh, it's the up. Hey, 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 hey. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. You forgot, I know. You're moving by the bolo. When him are by the polo well, Get him all aboard, Move that bang on the harder course And I'm back with the business In the big road on route to the promised land Get that involved Ooh, Dragon Ball Z when we stir it up Superpowers, murderers well. we I got you now You feel the buzz Like are you serious? Now you are so curious Started you experience Party on this open shelf Be hanging on my shoulder Cause you know we play hey. break, 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 break. We're moving by the bolo When he moving yes. When he moving fast Who oh, you getting, in tonight just gon' let it go. You just gon' let it go. We ain't gon' lose it. Watch how I move it. We ain't gon' lose it. Watch how I move. I move. I just can't help myself. What's your motto? Everyone want that Lotto. Things ain't idle. I know. You're moving by the boatload. Oh, that's your way up. When you're moving by the polo, that's the player. What's your motto? Everyone want that ladder. You forgot, all I know. You're moving by the polo. When you're moving by the polo. We're moving by the polo.